brothers and sisters in Christ. You ever felt lonely? Kind of a silly question. We've all felt alone at times. I mean, we, we can feel alone in a marriage. We, we can feel alone at school. We can feel alone in a room full of 100 people. We can feel alone even though 100 people have liked our posts on social media. We, we can feel alone anywhere and everywhere. And that's why today's message speaks really to all of us. As we continue this sermon series, Jesus shows up. We see his presence for the lonely. Jesus, um, you know, for his disciples, his close friends, he knew that they were going to feel this loneliness like, like they'd never felt before. Just hours before he was arrested, uh, tortured, and executed, he knew that they needed to be prepared for what was coming. And so he spoke the words that we're going to look at just hours before all this happened. In, in our church language, this is Maundy Thursday night. And, and this is what Jesus said. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. So, it's very clear what Jesus is saying here. He's saying, if you love him, you'll obey him. And if you're a fill-in-the-blank kind of person, that's the first fill-in-the-blank. Loving Jesus means obeying him. Now, um, throughout today's message, um, there are going to be a few um, Greek lessons. This section of, of Scripture, the original language it was written in was the ancient Greek language. And um, I need to talk about the word agape. If you've been around church, you've probably heard this before. Agape is one of several words the Greek language has for love. Um, specifically, this word has two aspects. There's knowledge and action based on that knowledge. Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. So, so that love, that means knowledge. You know who Jesus is. You know what he's done for you. You know that he's, he's sacrificed his life for you on the cross. You, you know that means forgiveness for you. You know that means you have a place in heaven. You know that. And so agape means you act based on that knowledge. Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey me. Loving Jesus means obeying. You know, you think of, um, if you have a fire, there's heat. If you, um, if it's freezing outside, there's going to be ice somewhere. 
Those are just things that are because that's what they are. Same thing with this. If you love Jesus, you will obey. That's just the facts of things, the reality of life. And maybe understanding that might cause you a little concern right now. Because if you're honest with you yourself, with you, if you're self-aware, you realize we don't always love Jesus because we don't always obey his commands. You know, the, the Bible describes us a lot as sheep. You know, that there's the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. Jesus said he is our shepherd and we are the sheep. But when you hear the Bible talk about things like that, don't think of cute little fluffy sheep. The Bible also says this in Isaiah 53, we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. We've not followed his commands, we've gone our own way. So, so when you think of how the Bible uses, or uses that term of sheep and describes us that way, don't think of the cute little fluffy sheep. Think more of this video. So this is a video of a guy trying to help a sheep who, who fell into a ditch. He's helping the sheep pull up and, and get up, and finally the sheep is free, it runs away, it is happy, and it jumps, and... Just so you can see that in slow motion, he's running, he's happy, and he jumps, and falls right back in. So, so don't think of cute little fluffy sheep, think more of that. Because God says to love one another, and we're so selfish at times. He says, honor your parents, and you ignore them again and again. God says, respect those in authority, and your social media posts show anything but respect for those in authority. He says, the marriage bed should be kept pure, and yet it isn't. He says, and we do. We, we all, like sheep, have, have gone astray. We, we've gone our own way. L loving Jesus means obeying his commands. So thankfully, a loving Jesus sends help. And that's a second fill in the blank there. In the Gospel of John that we're looking at, Jesus said this, I will ask the Father, he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. So here's another Greek lesson. That, that term um, translated as advocate, in Greek it's like paraclete. It means someone who's been called to your side to help you out. Um, someone who, who's been called to your side as an aide, um, a helper, an advocate, a counselor. So sometimes it, it refers to a lawyer who's there to, to speak up in your defense. It could be a, a first responder who's been called to help you after an accident and you're hurt. Something like that. The paraclete is that helper that God sends to help us. And that paraclete, that advocate the spirit of truth. 
the Holy Spirit. So who exactly is the Holy Spirit? I, I think there's a lot of confusion about who the Holy Spirit is. I, I think some people may, may have the idea that the, the Bible really doesn't talk about the Holy Spirit until the second half, the, the New Testament. But do you know when we first hear of the Holy Spirit in the Bible? Page one. Literally, page one of the Bible. Genesis chapter one. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Literally on page one, we first hear about the Holy Spirit. Now, this is where it kind of gets complicated because we really have to talk about who God is and how He describes himself to us. He, he describes himself in the Bible both in, with plurality and singleness. Plurality meaning more than one and yet single being, being one. You, you look at, at how he describes the, by himself in the Bible and there's, there's three, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and yet there's one God. This is where we get the term Trinity, name of our church. Three persons and yet one God. And we could spend hours delving into this. But let me simply say this. God is so unique. There is no thing and no one like Him in the universe. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All are God and yet there is only one God. Three persons, yet one God. The Holy Spirit is God, just like Jesus the Son is and God the Father is. And here Jesus says, He's going to send this advocate, this, this paraclete, this helper, the Holy Spirit. You see, you, get, you see here Jesus' heart. Remember when He was on the cross? As he is suffering this horrendous pain, what does he do? He cares about his mom and takes care of her, making sure she's taken care of. And here Jesus, just hours before that, is doing the same thing with his disciples. He's making sure his friends, his disciples, are taken care of. He promises, he tells them, he's going to send someone to help them. He will not abandon them. And the same is true for us. He will not abandon us. He was abandoned for us. He, he died for our sins on the cross, and because of that, He was abandoned, left alone in our place. But He won't abandon us. Because He died on the cross, He says, because I live, you too will live. It's not just that He died, He rose from the dead, and we too will rise from the dead. And we too will, will be with, with our loved ones who have died in Christ and be in heaven. He will not abandon us. He, he said even this, I will not leave you as orphans. No. Jesus shows up and gives us help. He gives us help through the Holy Spirit. He will not 
abandon us, leave us as orphans. Now sometimes, we don't always see that help or, or recognize that help. You know, he doesn't promise that life is going to be easy or, or, or happy, but he does promise help. And like I said, sometimes we don't always see that. You know, that there's this story, and it's, it's a made-up story, but it's a story of a, uh, of a guy that, that there's a flood going on in his town, and, and as the water starts rising, the the evacuation is ordered and a big truck comes by plowing through the water that is there and, and offer to take him to safety. And he says, no, that's okay. I, God will help me. So they leave him and drive on to the next house. The water rises more to such a degree he has to go on the roof of his house. And, and a boat of rescuers come by and, and offer to take him away. And he says, no, that's okay. God will, God will take care of me. God will help me. So they go to the next house. The water rises even more to, to the degree that there's only a foot, maybe two left of, of the highest part of the roof. And a helicopter comes by, drops a ladder, and, and he yells back up, no, that's okay, God will help me, God will take care of me. So they fly off. Eventually the waters rise and he drowns. When he gets to heaven, he, he almost scolds God, why didn't you take care of me, why didn't you help me? And in reply, God said, what do you mean? I sent a truck, a boat, and a helicopter. What more do you want? Sometimes we just don't see the help. But it's not a failure on God's part. It's a failure on our part to see it. Loving Jesus means obeying him. And a loving Jesus sends help. A loving Jesus also sends that help through others. He shows up through others. And obviously, He shows up through the Holy Spirit. In your baptism, the Holy Spirit shows up. When He creates faith, when He strengthens that faith, the Holy Spirit shows up through, through your spiritual gifts that He's given you to use for the common good. The Holy Spirit shows up every time we are in God's Word and, and He helps us with it and grows us through it. Jesus shows up through the Holy Spirit all the time. And he shows up through others. Others who, who show love to us. And maybe that's the, um, the, the embrace, the hug of a mom comforting a, a child who's, who's worried. Maybe it's, it's through encouragement of a fellow Christian or a coach or a teacher. Jesus shows up through others as they love us. And... He shows up through us as we show love to others. And maybe that's words of encouragement to, to the clerk who just got yelled at by the person in front of you in line. Or, or maybe that's a, a text of encouragement to, to someone who's going through a really rough time. Or maybe it's, it's financial assistance that you give so that a family can can send their children to Illinois Lutheran schools. However it is, Jesus shows up through us as we love one another. But you know how it is. We don't always do that. We so often are like those sheep that fall, <laughs> fall short and get stuck. So how do you... 
How do you reset? Well, if you have a computer program, what's your IT person tell you? Yeah, restart the computer. So how do you reset your life? Well, with the help of the Holy Spirit. Realizing where you have fallen short, realizing where you've sinned, and the Holy Spirit reminds you through that message of forgiveness, you are forgiven. Jesus did show up. He died on that cross. You are forgiven. And you have help. So resetting every day, confessing and, and, and seeing that forgiveness, that leads us to the, the, the final Greek lesson for today. And it's actually from the last passage of uh, the last verse of this text. Jesus said, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. So in the original Greek here, it makes it very clear that this last part, this is something that happens in the future, but it is a future fact. It has not happened yet, but it is a fact from God's eyes that it will happen. Jesus will show himself to us. That is a future fact. Because of the cross, because of the empty tomb, because Jesus went into heaven, because he said he lived, we too will live, it is a fact in the future that we will see Jesus with our own eyes. We'll be known by him and know him. He will show himself to us and our faith will be sight. That is a future fact. This last week, I saw this social meme. It's a little tiny. It says, love one another, and gives a whole bunch of Bible passages where those verses talk about loving one another. And the heading for this meme was, you think Jesus is trying to tell us something? Yes, he is. Love one another. And even more than this, hundreds of times, the Bible talks about us not being alone, that God has forgiven us, that he has loved us. Think he's trying to tell us something there? Absolutely. We are not alone. Loving Jesus means obeying him, and a loving Jesus sends that help. The Holy Spirit, that advocate, who is there for us. The Bible even says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He is with us. And so, Jesus does show up. He shows up through others, and He shows up through us. So my friends, may the loving Jesus show in your life to others who need to know they are not alone. Amen.